What's happening, weirdos? This is the incredible Julio Torres, who was so fun to talk to. It's one of those conversations I was like, I didn't know I needed that. I needed those laughs. I needed that connection. He's so interesting and so funny. He's also one of the stars of the new movie Together Together, which is in select theaters now. Definitely check that out. I watched it before this interview and I loved it. Val loved it. He's also on Los Spookies on HBO, which I also really, really enjoyed. Uh, And he was the star of his own comedy special, My Favorite Shapes, which we talk about quite a bit in this chat. How funny and how... Well, I don't, I don't want to ruin it. You're going to see. It's a, it's a great conversation. If you love this podcast and you want to show your support, uh, we don't do Patreon. We don't have a donate a way to directly donate to us. But it definitely really helps and support the show if you try one of the Pete's picks. I don't do ads for things that I don't actually use and actually love. And our Pete's picks this week is Liquid IV. Liquid IV is a hydration multiplier. You add it to water. It tastes incredible. I love the way it tastes. But because of science, it gives you as much hydration. One 16-ounce glass gives you as much hydration as two to three bottles of plain water. Uh, That was very useful to me recently. As I got my second dose of my vaccine, everybody was saying, stay hydrated, stay hydrated, stay hydrated. I must have gone through a case of Liquid IV that weekend And it was a real asset to me. So if you are a working out person, uh, I'm a hiker and a sauna-er, as you know. Everybody always notices the sauna in these conversations. And when you do either of those things, of course, you're super, super dehydrated. And I just chug, literally chug a liquid IV when I'm done with that. And I feel the life rushing back into me. Hydration is so important. I find it helpful to my creativity, to my mood, uh, just my mobility, and Liquid IV is a wonderful secret weapon. For, for drinkers out there, I've heard a lot of testimonials that it's wonderful for hangovers. It's a great way to jumpstart your day, clear headspace, and give you energy. Uh, they've also donated 10 million sticks to people around the world, the people that need it the most. First responders, people in impoverished or uh, torn up areas of the world. Uh, They are a wonderful, gregarious, generous company, and I'm so happy to be working with them. They have great flavors like lemon lime, acai berry, passion fruit, which is me and Val's favorite, guava, watermelon, strawberry, or even apple pie. Contains five essential vitamins, more vitamin C than an orange, and as much potassium as a banana. Suck it, banana. Healthier than sugary sports drinks. It's just got about as much, I'm sorry, less, excuse me, less sugar than an apple. No artificial flavors or preservatives. Made with clean ingredients. It's vegan. It's non-GMO. No gluten, no dairy, no soy. It has the optimum ratio of glucose, sodium, and potassium that delivers water and nutrients right into the bloodstream so your body can use it. It's the perfect balance to help you hydrate more quickly and more effectively than water alone. And when you buy, they donate. Donated 4 million servings in response to COVID-19, which is incredible. Products are being donated to hospitals, food banks, veterans, and active military. They've given 10 million servings globally. So chances are you're probably hydrating. Chances are you could hydrate more deliciously and more effectively. So this is a great way to support the show. You can currently get Liquid IV in bulk nationwide at Costco, or you can get 25% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use WEIRD at checkout and show your support of the show. That's 25% off anything 
all the wonderful flavors and get better hydration today using promo code WEIRD at liquidiv.com and use code WEIRD at checkout. Thank you, Liquid IV, for the hydration and for your support. We appreciate it. Also, probably the Pete's pick I spend the most time on is my Brook Linen Sheets. In a lot of your life, if a lot of your life is still being lived at home, like ours is, then make your home as comfortable as possible. Make it a refuge. Make it an oasis, your personal zen zone. Val and I used to go back in the open world. We would go to wonderful hotels. and We always noticed how great high-end beautiful sheets feel. And then we had an epiphany. I had heard about Brooklinen on other uh, podcasts, and I was like, why am I waiting to go to a hotel to have nice nice sheets? Because Brooklinen cuts out the middleman. They're direct-to-consumer. They get the best sheets, luxury, available directly to you without the luxury-level markup. The founders had the same problem that I was having. Sheets cost way, way, way too much. But they make your home so, so, so much better. So Brooklinen is here. Brooklinen was started to create beautiful, high-quality home essentials that don't cost an arm and a leg. We're talking extra soft sheets, super plush towels, and loungewear. Brooklinen works directly with manufacturers to make luxury available to you, as I said, without the markup. So you get their amazing array of products at a reasonable price. Brooklinen has something for every comfort need, ideal for a seasonal refresh because they're launching new products, colors, and patterns all the time. They are buttery, soft sheets. They are breathable sheets. They are plush and absorbent towels, cozy robes, comfy loungewear you'll put on and never take off, especially during a pandemic. So they're so confident in their core products that they come with a 365-day warranty and fans are confident too. They've received over 75,000 and counting five-star reviews. And customer service, clearly they get their eight hours every night because they're a dream to work with if you ever have an issue. Val and I have uh, become a Brooklyn in-house. We haven't looked back. If you want to up your bed game, up your robe game, up your towel game, these are things people need. These are great gifts to give and a great way to support this show. Give yourself the comfort refresh you deserve and get it for less at Brooklinen. Go to brooklinen.com and use promo code WEIRD to get 20 bucks off with a minimum purchase of $100. That's B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N.com and enter promo code WEIRD for 20 bucks off with a minimum purchase of $100. Show your support of the show, brooklinen.com, promo code WEIRD. Last but not least, I always shake it because it's right here. I was just on, uh, what is it called, Clubhouse? talking with Brian Mura, I always say it wrong, Murarescu, the author of The Immortality Key. I was feeling a little foggy, a little in a daze. I took three Alpha Brain and had a lovely chat. It is my secret weapon. Alpha Brain is a nootropic. It helps support memory and focus. Me personally, I haven't written a script. I haven't acted. I haven't done stand-up. I haven't even gone on a date without taking with Val. Without, I have to say that. I'm not going on other dates without taking Alpha Brain first, just because it helps me access my brain in a way that I sincerely and deeply appreciate. It's not a stimulant. It's not like caffeine or coffee. It doesn't uh, get you all jittery. It just gives your uh, brain the earth-grown ingredients that it needs for daily cognitive support. I can find words more easily. I can find my memories more easily. I can access my creativity more easily. And and if I was trying to memorize something, boy, I wish I had Alpha Brain in college. 
but I'm so glad I have it now. I always have it in the pockets of my jackets. I have a bottle in my coat. I have a bottle in my bag. I am never far from my alpha brain. I sincerely, sincerely, sincerely love it. And if you want to try it and show your support of the podcast, all you have to do is go to onit.com slash weird, just like that. Anything on that landing page there, you will get 10% off and show your support. That's O-N-N-I-T dot com slash weird, and you'll get 10% automatically at checkout. Get your brain, get your brain flowing and uh, show your support for the show. It sincerely means a lot. Uh, oh, and I did want to plug, if you want my latest special, Dirty Clean, uh, it is on sale right now on vinyl at 800poundgorillarecords.com. I'm very proud of that special, and I'm really thrilled that people are adding it to their vinyl collection. Uh, we worked hard on the design, the record. Please, if you like that sort of thing, or if you want it for a gift, go to 800poundgorillarecords.com and search for Dirty Clean. All right, guys. Enjoy Julio Torres, and be sure to check out Together Together in select theaters now. Get into it. Hello. Julio, Julio, hee hee. How are you? Am I saying, is that the intended Zoom name? Yeah, it's, it's a soft giggle after it. <laughs> you know what it is? It's um, the first time I used Zoom, which was obviously a COVID situation. Yeah. Was, uh, I'm realizing the first time I used Zoom was for a Zoom rave. Which, <laughs> uh, which was a uh, a uh, March 2020 yeah. phenomenon that very, that very quickly, very quickly died. <laughs> what? What? I mean, people were just dancing. I mean, that's not that weird. I guess my I've I I've... it. It was just like it was more sad than anything else. It was sort of like. It was sort of like, you know, these like Zoom like birthday parties and these Zoom weddings and these Zoom like Yes christenings or whatever. It's just like uh there was something there was something a little sad about it. Oh um, for sure. Was it music? Like everyone was listening to the same music? Yeah, there was a DJ. There was a <laughs> there was a DJ and started late. Um not enough people could get in. People were texting me asking if I like knew. Do you I, know <laughs> the door? The, the, the door guy was Zoom. You needed the, the door invite. Guy was Zoom. I was like, I guess someone has to leave for you to come in. I guess there's a limit. It's like a it's a system. it's a fire hazard. Yeah, at a certain yeah. point, you can't have too many people in the Zoom. That is so funny. You also made me realize who were the lunatics using Zoom before the pandemic? Because there were some. There was I I I had never heard of Zoom yeah. before. And Skype must be like I so don't... furious. Right? <laughs> How mad is Skype right now? Because this was Skype's whole thing, except they didn't have the wherewithal to be like, what if it's more than one person? It's so good. How mad is Skype right now? Is a I think you could say that as an opening line in a stand-up set, and and people would know what you meant because like fucking yeah. Zoom came out of nowhere, 
And it's not even very good. And it's just like, well, it's more than one person. And it's Stole it. not a whole, not a lot of whole, whole jump of, not a whole hoop <laughs> to jump through, like Skype. Nope. Like, you know, when they pitched Zoom, they were like, it's like Skype. That was the first thing they said. And then they were like, it's like Skype, except it's more than one person. <laughs> And also, it's just like, it's just a thing that you click. It's also just a thing that you click, yes. There's you no mean... Account, there's no screen name, there's no... Uh, nope. It's just, it's just a thing that you click, and, and, then, and then you're done. Oh, my God. I don't know. Is it a U.S.? I don't, I don't I don't I don't even know. I'm still tripping off of why we're not you and I, why aren't we on Skype right now? I have Skype. I downloaded Zoom on top of Skype. Like Skype watched me download Zoom and it was like what 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 are you doing? I'm yeah. right here. What are you doing? I don't know. I don't know why especially for one on one. Right. This one, why is it it Skype, can you I, need, I bet I bet you can't record on Skype. I bet it's like I Katie, can you Google that? Julio and I need to know. Can you have more than one person on Skype and can you record Skype? She'll let us know while we're chatting. Because they also have that fun logo. Like when I say Skype, do you picture the blue S? It's kind of like it, Skype feels like a whole <laughs> And you can you can have more than one person. Then what's the problem? <laughs> then why? Then it why? just it, there's no why. It had that fun Skechers kind of s. When I say you Zoom, I have the icon right here. On my of course head. you do. It's it probably lives in your dock because we used yeah. to love Zoom. And dude, FaceTime. We had FaceTime. That was also a thing. That was also I, I I still use FaceTime on my I don't use Zoom on my phone. Do you? There you go. Phone? No, I've ne- I've never zoomed on my phone, and I have FaceTimed on my phone. So FaceTime has its own corner of the market, but yeah. Skype is somewhere hitchhiking in Seattle. <laughs> because Skype felt very finished and very <laughs> and very. Uh, <laughs> Like they had their shit together. Skype to me feels like Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Yes, yes, yes. Skype. They're a thing. Skype. And then Zoom feels like Zoom has a very WhatsApp feel to it. It has a WhatsApp feel. It has a Windows feel to it. It's like it has a very Windows feel to it. Which is, <laughs> with WhatsApp, I'm like, <laughs> like I I know I know that I communicate on WhatsApp with my family because they don't live in the States, but I don't fully understand what led us there. <laughs> we, we, why zap? We want why this app. Truly. Not WhatsApp. We know what you are. We want to know why this is happening other than international. Because international well, is different. I, also, like, I know that international is different, but I also just text with people who live in the UK and have UK numbers. And right. With them, <laughs> you only use WhatsApp. I only use WhatsApp with my family, and, and then, like, <laughs> these friends that live in the UK, I can just text. Them. <laughs> I don't. I don't understand. I, I guess WhatsApp is what is WhatsApp just texting? It's just a way of texting people and calling and calling. So it's like Signal. 
It's like a right. alternate way. Yeah, except I think I've never used Signal, but it sounds like Signal. The selling point is that it's secret. It's secret. Yeah, yeah, it's encrypted or whatever. People do their if the uh, if the what is it the DEA or the CIA has some way to crack into Signal, they'll just catch people just being like, "Where would you put the body?" Like everybody's footloose I mean, yeah, and fancy like, free. Yeah, <laughs> like we totally trust it. I don't, totally know, I don't know that I would be like, oh, 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 it's a different app that there I can say everything I want. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it definitely seems like one day. <laughs> it's a different logo. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I got it. There I can do whatever. That is so funny. The the SMS texting is supposed to be encrypted as well. It's supposed to be safe. Like it's not supposed to be able to be like stolen. But right. like, but we don't trust that. But then signals like, no, we like. It's like when they distill vodka. They're like, this is triple distilled. And we're like, okay, this is a good one. Yeah, it's that is crazy. Olive oil, whatever, whatever that. I definitely don't text about illegal things. That's that's not a good thing. Not that we're doing anything illegal, but I, I know that there are cases where texts get summoned and all that sort of stuff. I think that also I think that you cannot screenshot on Signal. Is that it? I think where where if you're texting, someone can just screenshot what you said and but pe- like it lives on. Didn't people believe that about? What's the sex one? The one where people are sending all their DPs and their PPs and their APs. <laughs> it's um, I'm blanking. Katie, do you know I'm what I'm talking about? You can, you can screen. Oh, Snapchat. 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 Yeah, Snapchat. Uh, and everybody was like, you can't screen grab on Snapchat or the person will get a notification. And it's like, who cares? Like, <laughs> right. Like, I'd rather ask for yeah, forgiveness. Just so you know. Just so you know, they, they have everything now. Um, well, uh, you know, you know which app you cannot screenshot. What's that? Uh, the Criterion Collection app. <laughs> it feels like a like a very misguided investment on their part. That's like, so funny. Like, wait, so I my smart TV can't play the Criterion Collection because you guys haven't developed an app for the smart TV, so I have to screencast from my phone. But God forbid I screenshot a movie in your thing and excitedly post about it and encourage people to see it. That is so funny. I was just watching God the documentary. Anyone hears that this That's is right. service that is offered. That's right. I was just on a call. We were talking about doing these videos that we're going to be promoting something. And they were like, we're going to send you one. And they were like, don't, don't post it. And I'm like, it's an ad. Like, if I posted it and it went viral, you guys would be the happiest people in the world. Like, Pete Holmes leaks this video and, like, millions of people see it. Like, that would be good. Also, no one would care. But, like... But, like, hypothetically, why do they... Yeah. I I think he even caught himself being like, that's ridiculous. I tried to make... My my daughter is obsessed with um, Fantastic Mr. Fox, the Wes Anderson movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's no good book version of it. So I was like, oh, it's okay. I'll just make one, like with a snap fish or something. So I, I opened the movie on my screen and I would screen grab like a frame of it. And then I was going to put text like what they're saying. Yeah. Just for me. Not to sell it, just for me. You were but, like storyboarding. You were like reverse storyboarding. I was reverse storyboarding. That's exactly right. I knew she would love it. 
we already bought every book you could buy. I was like, I'm going to make a better book. And then anytime I screen grabbed it, it would just come out gray. And I was like, how are they doing this? This is incredible. Like they, those things are digitally prevented. Like you can't screen grab it, but you could take a photo of it. Like if I wanted to, I could get oh, the yeah, lighting. You could, you could take a photo of your screen, of course. Yeah, which you could also do with the Criterion Collection. One yeah. phone, there's some things you can't do. Two phones, there's almost nothing you can't do. Oh yeah, <laughs> there is absolutely no stopping. You could Instagram live a whole Criterion Collection movie and just be like, "Deal with that. That happened." I think some. <laughs> I've heard of some like uh, like teachers who have done that. Like, they want to oh, really? something for their students. Oh, so they use two phones? So they just, like, uh, hold the computer up to, like, the TV or something. Well, this is how... It's funny that we're talking about this. I remember the first time someone explained Wi-Fi to me. They were, like... They were visiting me in New York. And they were, like, don't worry. I'll just go to a coffee shop. And if they have Wi-Fi, I'll just hang out there all day. And I was, like, yeah. There's a place where the internet's just in the air. Like I was really yeah, like, it's coffee shop. I, I kept it to myself. It was my yeah. friend Robert Buscevi is a comedian. So this is in like 2004. So it was just happening. And I was like, okay, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> like still new. And screencasting is, is like that. I watched your movie together together last night. I had it on the laptop and I was like, wait, it's great by the way. Um, and my wife loved it too. And I was like, we can put it on the screen. And when it every time that works, I'm like, this is a miracle. <laughs> like, how is this happening? I got a TV for the first time in my life uh, last year. No shit, really? Yes. You were just fo- like laptop man, or I was, no? I was just, I was just like watching movies on my laptop, and I just. Whenever I went to like friends' apartments and stuff, and and I saw them like fidget with the remote, and they're like, "Oh, it's the, the, the Roku, this," and then the, the I, I really, I really don't have space for this in my life. I am with you. It is not dignified looking for a remote, pro, like press input, press input. Like it's not it's, elegant. It's not sexy. It's cumbersome. It's so clunky, and I don't. It's so um. <laughs> It, it is. It it blows my mind that like, just like to go to different. Now I sort of understand how my TV works, but like having been to like friends' apartments and they were like looking for a movie, and they're like, "Well, look it on. Oh, it's not on this thing. Okay, well now go to the other thing and type that, it all over again." Yes, yes, you you fool, <laughs> you <laughs> idiot. All over again. Yes, a different thing. Oh, it's not there. Yeah, okay, go back to Google. <laughs> <laughs> you, you're 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 a chump. You feel like a chump. I also don't have cable. I'm like you. I, I have a TV, but I, I I think that's we're I'm a, you're a little bit younger than me. You're about ten years younger than me. But like we're in the same pocket where we don't want cable. We're a special brand. I think most people do have cable. I actually haven't not had it for like ten years. I, this is going to sound crazy, but it almost feels impolite. I don't want to turn on the TV and just have it doing whatever it was doing. No, no. It's like opening the shower curtain on the TV, and it's like, I was playing The Price is Right. What have you been doing? I'm like, I don't want just random TV just streaming into my house. Also, uh, <laughs> I, you know, like living in New York and just like living 
the sort of life that I live, watching TV, like cable and watching commercials, it is such a window into just this whole different universe that I, I, I'm just like, well, surely not. Like, well, people don't drive anymore. Right, right. That's right. And people don't watch commercials anymore. Here's another one for you. Why? I understand if you pay extra for like Hulu Plus or something, you get no commercials. But why in regular Hulu aren't there three minutes of commercials? Like, why are the advertisers like? I, I do not. I do not understand. I do, I do not understand any, anyone's business model. <laughs> I, it is beyond me. I cannot begin to articulate <laughs> how you or I were products of HBO. I don't. I don't. I do. I do not understand how you made a show, and then HBO got m- money from that. I do. I don't. I. I. And and Los Spookies is the same thing. It's like. Wait, it's because it's like most TV is like cart before the or horse before the cart, meaning Mm -hmm. we'll put on TV, you'll watch it and then we'll get you to watch the commercials. HBO, it seems to me, is more like join us, pay the monthly fee, but they need shows. They need people to be so curious about your show that they'll subscribe. And then their subscription is how how much is a subscription? It's like. It's got to be like eight bucks a month. I think it's more. 15, 15 maximum. I think it might. I don't know, Katie. This is the hot, hot most Googling I've ever had Katie do. Yeah. This is like the out of touch. You know how you ask someone how much is a gallon of milk to show how out of yeah. touch they are? This is the modern how equivalent much, of that. How much do people pay to see me? <laughs> <laughs> how much? $1,000? $20,000? How much do people pay to, 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 see, to see my jokes? Oh, my God. That is so embarrassing. Two, two idiots guessing. <laughs> what does it cost? What does it cost? I, I think it's hilarious. Don't get me wrong. I But they want they want someone to see. And Los Spookies actually had a really good poster. Like, I don't know if you helped with that. I, I remember seeing oh, I... Anna and I micromanaged every inch of that poster. I hope you did. And it shows because that was exactly what they're going for. First of all, it's called Los Spookies, which, you know, isn't isn't a, a real word. Or or it puts the itch on your head where you're like, is that a real word? And yeah. you're kind of like, it's Spanish, but spooky. But, that's, but that's not. And then, and then the, I'm remembering the image. It definitely... And and so did um, my favorite shapes. That's another sort of sticky thing where you're like, yeah, it leaves you with questions. It leaves, and which because at the end of your stand up, you also you go, thank you, unless there are any <laughs> any questions. Oh, sure, yeah, it, which no is, questions are answered. Which is such a funny thing. So it's interesting that you've dialed into like it's not an advertising thing. It's like an artistic thing where you're like, I'm not going to. Just tell you what it is. You're, I want you to come in and sort of, not like a ghost story, but kind of like I want to create a different frequency. Uh, sure. Rather, is that right? Speak yeah, to yeah. I, I I think that the the idea with both of those was that for people to be attracted to the sensibility. Yeah. Which I I find that it's always more valuable than like, like I don't know that people are like oh good 
this show is about hospitals. I re I really like stuff that's said in hospitals. I think some what people might be like show? that. <laughs> no, I it's so funny what you're saying. It's so right on. We say on this podcast all the time, people don't remember at the end of your life, you won't remember what people said or did. You'll remember how they made you feel. And that yeah. seems kind of in your wheelhouse. Would you agree with that? It's like Yeah. Yes. I a lot of my a lot of my favorite like movies, I remember the feeling more than I remember plot points and uh, totally or dialogue or yeah. It took you someplace. With right. with my favorite shapes, even if someone was like, What was that? I have to think you're almost in a like like an Andy Warhol or somebody would be like, Yeah, that's it. Like I wanted you to go wait, what? Like that, that's another way of me entertaining you because we live in this world that's so often like, Hey, uh, Folgers, what are they folging something in there? (laughs) And, and, And I know that's more like my style of comedy and that has its place, but yours seems to be like crawl under my bed and a magic portal will open. Stuffed animals will come to life. I'll come out and I'm going to like play the wind chimes or something, and you're going to be delighted and you won't necessarily be able to explain. Don't yeah. get me wrong. I'm not saying everybody can't explain it. Some people can, but some people are like, even if they were like this, they're like, I still enjoyed it, but I, I can't really articulate what exactly it was. Well, one of the, uh, one of my favorite uh, things that someone said while I was performing live uh, was, just as I remember this woman going, <laughs> what? <laughs> and, I, and I, but I could tell that she was delighted. I could tell that she was. That is so one. funny. What was it in your life that you, it's almost like, you know how like we, we came up with the phrase douche chills. Like if you're watching something that's so uh, earnest, yeah, yeah. but it's so bad. And you watch it because it gives you this like third feeling. It's like an umami flavor, right? Mm-hmm. So like if your comedy is sort of giving us this sort of indescribable, but it's comedy and it's funny, but it's like a what kind of flavor, where did you get a taste for that? Did you watch things? Do you have people that you enjoyed that were like giving you that umami? <laughs> um, or in life? I I think that I I I like the idea of showing people a truth in a in a way that they didn't that they didn't really expect. Yeah. My mom used to watch a lot of um not a lot. She watched a couple of uh, uh Brazilian soap operas which are different than the Mexican one. The Mexican ones are sort of the one, the ones that uh, Americans know, right? Like they're like overly dramatic. Like Pablo Francisco, Maria. Maria. Yeah. yeah that, there, that there's, there's twins and there's. Yeah. The, yeah. <laughs> and the heartbeat. Right. Not that, not that, not that, um, being a twin is inherently bizarre. <laughs> 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 but, uh, but the way, the way it's used dramatically in soap opera. Uh, no, but, uh, the, these soap operas were very, uh, they just didn't bother explaining the <laughs> the departures that it took from reality. There was this character that was in love with the moon 
and uh, I love it. Wrapped his weight. He like wrapped the chain around his waist, or else he would float up to the sky and be with the moon. And it, <laughs> it really, it was just like that's that's the person's deal. And uh, I think that there is something very American about wanting things to be like wrapped up in a bow mm-hmm. and uh it seems like mainstream american american entertainment like is a binary they like they like good they like bad mm-hmm. um captain america punches the bad guy captain was- america punches the bad guy and and yeah. it's very uh straightforward and also there is this interest in morality mm-hmm. as opposed to depicting life as it is as strange and um, un- unresolved as as life is. Because like, I'm not, I swear I'm not just saying this to agree with you. I love mirroring my guests and joining them on their frequency, but I'm so with you that a story of a guy who has to chain himself to the earth, otherwise he'll be drawn into the cosmos. Right. Speaks to me in a level that like, just let's get bigger guns than the bad guys and then we'll win. It just doesn't scratch that itch. Yeah. And it's also because that is, uh, it is a, a very lovely metaphor and example for like, desire right wanting something so badly but not giving into it which yeah. is trying really hard to not give into it which yeah. is something that people can relate to and i think that a lot of a lot of movies and tvs uh replicate other movies and tvs to the point where it's like is this is, did this happen to anyone that wrote it or is it just stuff that we we know that happens in tv world Julio, I'm raising my hand because I'm working. I'm working on a movie script right now, uh-huh. and I I had this date sequence, and I was like, "Well, maybe they can go to an observatory." Mm-hmm. And then a couple nights ago, Val and I were in the mood for something light, and we watched La La Land, and it had the scene where they go to the observatory, and that I say humiliated, meaning it humbled me. I, I wasn't like devastated, but I was humbled. Going on <laughs> before. Well, I had seen it before. So what I'm realizing is we're all at risk for making movies, making TV, making stand-up, making sketch, making art that's based on other art. We already mentioned Warhol, who was doing that consciously. But a lot of us might do that unconsciously, meaning I almost wrote in an observatory script because I was going, what's a good date? And then I didn't acknowledge that I was referencing a movie. Like, I didn't know. Um, oh, so I... I asked someone who their friends text a bunch being like, this person is copying you. I'm like, I... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't think... I think that we... If the characters are a similar emotional place as the, the two protagonists in La La Land and they like learn or find out about each other, the same things, then it, then it does would feel like you're replicating that. But like, sure. no, 
owns a location. <laughs> I love it. I mean, that's so, a great observatory, right? Yes, yes. But this movie would be a different one, but yes. I, I love that. We have to have room for both. One, we don't want to make art that's only based on other art, but we also don't want to limit the art we're making to only 100% pure, absolutely novel new experiences. Like, oh, they'll go on a date to a boar farm and they'll flick lit cigarettes at the boars. I'm like, okay, we haven't seen that before, but like kind of what you're saying, the tone of what you're doing, like take your movie together, together. It's a movie about a couple. Uh, they're not a couple, excuse me. It's a, a guy who has a surrogate who's yeah. having his baby. Um, we could, Like a naysayer could be like, we've seen movies about people kind of getting to know each other through a pregnancy before. Mm-hmm. But when I'm watching that movie, I'm like, this has such a unique tone. It really is. It's kind of lo-fi. It's, it's almost, I don't want to say it's like a play, but it's like just a lot of scenes of people talking and getting to know each other and like real world feeling. Would you agree with that? Yeah. And it's like, uh, you can't stop making movies about love. That's, <laughs> that's or, it. That, or pregnancy. Or, yeah. Yeah. Uh, or birth or um, breakups or whatever. It, uh, but it's when you feel like, like it's in the Friends, the TV show Friends universe, in the yeah. Friends dramatic universe where certain things mean certain things and it's just like tropes from TV and not real life. Like, you know what I was thinking? Like the um, one, one of... I have like somewhere in the back of my mind a list of tropes that only exist in media and I have never seen in real life. Like, um, like when two people, when someone's trying to solve something and then someone inadvertently says something that has nothing to do with it and then person A is like, there, that's it. That's You're right. Genius. Right, right. The cherry plant. <laughs> like, yeah. Cherries... Cherries grow in pairs. They did it together. <laughs> there were yeah, two of like, them. Yeah. When when in the history of humanity did this happen? Or when when I, I'm sure it happened once in a whodunit where you're interrogating somebody and they go like, I'm telling you, I didn't stab him. And then they go, I didn't say he was stabbed. Yeah. Like that's the twist yeah. in like a hundred thousand things. Although I do have to think a criminal giving up information that only the the person who did it knew is probably happens in real life a lot, but it always happens at the last moment in an interrogation. (laughs) And also there is a disproportionate amount of representation of the like happy dance. Hilarious. Uh, Yes. I feel like there are more people celebrating something via a happy dance on film than they are in real life. That's absolutely true. That's like a, that's like a Bollywood thing. I, th- I feel like the West borrowed that where it was like, oh, maybe. now when you watch like bridesmaids, which is a great movie, yeah. you know, it's gearing up towards the end when Wilson Phillips comes out and you're like, Oh, everybody's going to dance. Sure. It's a, it's oh, a yeah, very, right. that is a very Bollywood thing. And they're like, and get all the characters dancing. But then, now it's hard to find – it's not hard to find, but there's so many movies that do that because it worked. And that's sort of what we're talking about, movies based on other movies, which are based on Indian movies, which of course are movies, but you know, it, it transferred to the West. Very interesting. And then we just end. <laughs> very, very interesting. Goodbye. And then um, transferred to the West. Very interesting. <laughs> Goodbye.
Sometimes you just caught me. Sometimes I'll just say the compliment I wanted. I'll go and then it transferred to the West. Very interesting. <laughs> Good observation. Oh my God. I do laugh at myself on stage and it's, I, I'm not even ashamed of it. Well, Julio, we only have uh, 30 more minutes, so I want to get into the weird stuff. I know you're doing a lot of press today, so I, I, I want to ask you some questions you definitely haven't been asked today. You know, I, I, you know, I truly am not. But okay. Really? Okay, great. Joy. Joy is about that. Great, great. Well, here's some fun questions I I like to ask anyway. Okay. This is not inspired by Los Spookies. I like asking everybody Have you ever seen a ghost or had an experience that you couldn't explain? Like something where you were just like, that made no physical sense? I have never seen a ghost. Uh,. I am constantly thinking about my dreams. Buddy, constantly, I'm constantly with you. Uh, and, I, and I, like, let's see, last night, I, this is the dream I had last night. Last night, I was looking to, like, rent an apartment, and the apartment was this, uh, like, structure by a cliff uh and it was low tide which meant that we could go into the apartment <laughs> that is so dream and there were there were just these like really like gnarly crabs like latching onto the rocks and like the waves were crashing against it and i asked the realtor well this is going to be a problem in the winter and and, and she goes no i don't think so Oh, this will be frozen water in the winter. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. I am a huge dreamer. And it just so happens that do you ever go lucid in your dreams? You ever realize you're dreaming? No, never. I believe you'll get there. If you're remembering your dreams, that's a really good start you know like i i i whenever i meet kids i like asking them what did you dream last night mm-hmm. and so often they're just like i don't know and i'm like that's that's like the first step to sort of unlocking our own inner brazilian soap opera yeah, we're yeah. like whatever you're feeling became an apartment on the rocks and there were crap you know it's it's this wonderful way of defragging and processing reality yeah. but it also could possibly be something more but i won't tell you the whole dream but the best part was I was sitting at this bar. I, I don't drink, but I was sitting at the bar and I realized that I was dreaming. So I was like, oh, I'll have a whiskey just to see what it's like in a dream because I know I'm dreaming. And I'm sitting next to this guy and they served me the drink. It was like fireball whiskey with lemon lime Red Bull. That's what they made me. <laughs> and I turned to the guy next to me. He's in a suit. And I go, I don't drink. And he goes... Right. You don't drink. You're just the director. As if that was an expression we say. Like, I don't drink. I'm just the director. And uh-uh. <laughs> are we still on? Did I lose you? No, I'm here. Oh, I lost my own image. Or I lost your image. Oh, no. Well, Katie, are, are we still going? I can hear you. For some reason, Zoom just like made the... Okay, I won't be able to see you, Julio. That's okay. <laughs> okay, I'll be, I'll be smiling. <laughs> I appreciate that. You are an attentive listener, and I appreciate that. So anyway, I get the whiskey. He says, you don't, you don't drink. You're just the director. I laughed. 
Because even though I was lucid, I was still in this world where that was an expression. Mm -hmm. And then I, I looked at the guy and I said, you don't know this, but I'm dreaming. right." Oh, I said, I know something you don't know. And I go, I'm dreaming right now. And then I looked out the window and it looked like above the clouds, you know, when you're flying just above the clouds, like there's a cloud floor and the sky was metallic and the moon was incredible. And because I knew I was dreaming, I was like, I'm creating this with my mind. That's like the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. And then I turned to the guy next to me and he wasn't looking at me anymore, almost like he was an actor and I was going off script. So he didn't know what to do. So he just started looking at his drink. And I said, there is improvised. And he didn't know how to improvise. <laughs> yeah. I said, there is no you. There's only me. And and then the whole dream started like fading to white. And I woke up immediately and I was just like, that was the coolest thing ever. Like, I realized that he was, oh, that's what I said too. I was like, you're me and I'm you. Like, you're me. I'm talking to myself. And the whole thing sort of like beautifully imploded, almost like like an enlightenment, if that makes sense. I was like, this isn't real. And like, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I woke up in the dream and then I woke up literally. You were liberated from your dream. I was liberated. I, I'm, I really, I'm a big believer if, if enlightenment, like spiritual enlightenment is a thing, which I believe it is. I think it's feeling like, wait a minute, this is all mind. This is all mm-hmm. the, the one mind or whatever. So I love that you're a, a, a dream guy. Um, any, any, UFOs? That's another kind of area. That is another kind of area. I, uh, no, I have never had something that I thought was a UFO encounter. However, my mother has multiple times. No shit. And I can see you again, by the way. I figured it okay. out. <laughs> um, your mom in El Salvador? Yes. Yes. Tell uh, me everything. Ever, ever since. Uh, I've known her <laughs> ever since we started working together in this capacity of a mother and son. I, um, I, she, every now and then, like, like growing up, she'd be like, Oh, I lost, like, I was sitting in traffic, and then suddenly it was an hour later. I think it happened again. No, I think uh, it happened again. I, 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 I uh, yeah, I've always been so moved and so interested by it. Um, but it. So when she would say, I think it happened again, you knew you saw something in the sky. That she was, I think, uh, taken for a little bit. <laughs> no. And and I have, wait, I, okay, now I'm thinking of one experience that I did have, um, which is not quite a UFO experience, but I was, this was many years ago, uh, I was in a plane and it was one of the first times that I was going back to, I was going back to see my parents after living in New York for a little bit and living in the States for a little bit. So I was trying to find the cheapest flight I could get. And, uh, the cheapest flight, uh, uh, went, uh, had a layover in Atlanta. And then I deliberately picked the flight that had an 18-hour layover in Atlanta. <laughs> because I thought, like, Atlanta, what is that? Uh, whenever will I be able to see Atlanta? I love it. So I'm going to do 18 hours, which is the clunkiest amount of time. Like, that's not, like, you can't, you can't do, for an international flight, forget yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. You're just going to be 
at the airport. Um, and, and then I, um, so my flight from JFK, I guess, to Atlanta, there was this, I sat next to this woman who was wearing all black. She had a blonde bob haircut, sunglasses, and earmuffs. And I sat next to her and she kept looking at me and she kept, she was nice, but she kept asking these very specific questions. She, she was like, where are you from? Where are you traveling to? Um, and then, and then thinking, okay, this is just sort of like a stilted person. Can I just interject with yeah. the earmuffs on? So I should say with everything on, with everything, on. <laughs> 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 everything. And they weren't headphones. I don't mean to question. No, 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 they were no, 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 no. They were earmuffs. <laughs> <laughs> it was a, an incredible look. And, she, and she's like, um, then she starts asking very specific questions. She's like, "Are you allergic to anything?" And I'm, I'm sort of like answering them as best I can. And uh, and then she goes, you remind me of someone. I'm like, okay. And then she just sort of smiled and looked down. And then I like pretended to fall asleep because I no longer wanted to talk to her. <laughs> and by the time they were almost landing, she asked the flight attendant for a pen and grabs a piece of paper and scribbles something down and folds it. And she, then we, we land, she grabs her suitcase. She's like a couple of people ahead of me. I'm behind her. She reaches over and she hands me a piece of paper. Oh and my I'm God. thinking, oh, this is going to be good. Uh, and I don't want, I want to savor it. And I want to look at it till I'm at the Econo Lodge Hotel. <laughs> <laughs> this is, this is an Econo Lodge moment. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Save uh, it for the Econo Lodge. And then I did. I got to the little motel room. I opened the I opened the note, and it said, um, "I almost remember it verbatim." Hey, baby, uh, I hope you have a great I hope you have a great uh, journey back to your destination. Winky face. I know that you're an indigo alien. Parenthetical high energy frequencies. Hope you're well, or something like that. And then she signed it. Uh, her, na- her name was Ari or Ara Gabriel, something like that. Gabriel? So like an angel name? I, I, guess, I guess so, yeah. Oh my God. So she thought you so were an alien. She, had a, she thought she had a, uh, an encounter. She's on a podcast right now going like, I know. <laughs> I have had an alien encounter. <laughs> what? I really hope she flips by one of your things on TV and is like, oh, high energy alien Julio. <laughs> like she I'm knows. <laughs> Oh, he has an agent. He's doing okay. I'm so happy. <laughs> wow, the alien got an agent. <laughs> I always, like, I remember, because I went to a religious school, and people would tell stories about seeing angels, right? And they were always sort of sort of like your story, meaning they saw somebody that they couldn't quite place or reminded them of something or whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. And the one that re- I remember, my friend Amy told me that she was working in a ice cream shop, and a guy came up. And he just seemed really otherworldly. And then he was like, he ordered the weirdest combinations. He was like, I want banana ice cream and mint ice cream. and Classic, classic angel move. Whatever they're about, they don't have our palate. They want to taste something weird. And then when he paid, he held up the money and he put it in her tip jar, I guess. And he went, 
this isn't what it's about, is it? And he put it in the jar and just walked away. But my friend Mark Fillion at the time went, I've done stuff like that. <laughs> He's like, yeah. wait, I've done weird stuff too. Like sometimes you just want to be the guy with the chain around your waist tethering you from the moon. You know, like you just yeah. feel like being interesting or weird. But what I love about your story was she probably just saw, did you have like a, like a, was your hair dyed or was there no. anything? No, nope. I, I was in college. That is so funny. I, did, I looked as boring as I could be. <laughs> Not that your, you know, your later look is alien, but I could see my mom being like, who's that alien? Before my crossover. <laughs> Before you fully embodied your energetic body. Yeah. That is so funny. You strike me as a guy who might be going around the world with an eye for the absurd. Like she, rem like you might be a guy who goes like, is this, am I right? I might be wrong. Like, you're not going to just go like, of course, everything is everything. Everything is just normal. Maybe even if you're not specifically looking for aliens or angels, you seem like your comedy comes from a guy that's going like, wait, what? <laughs> like with everybody. Definitely. I, um, I really like, when I'm traveling, I really like finding those odd, specific things that not many people may, maybe have picked up on. Yeah. Last time I went to Berlin. There's, there's a bunch of street art there. And then I realized, <laughs> like, a disproportionate amount of these murals feature Smurfette. <laughs> it's, like, it's like five now <laughs> it's like short smurfette like voluptuous smurfette wow what's it's, up with smurfette do you keep an eye out for like do you ever get that feeling of like a serendipity like i keep seeing smurfette or are you just like what's up with berlin and smurfettes i think i think i'm like what's up with this place and that and like I, I like I when a pattern like that strikes me, I I can't stop thinking about it. Yeah. But then later, if someone with a Smurfette t shirt invited you to a party, would you be more likely to go? Because you're like, Smurfette. <laughs> like follow the Smurfette. It's yeah. Neo, follow the white rabbit. Like you have to keep going. Exactly. Um, I I love that. The uh uh there is also an insane amount of uh, guys on apps, particularly Tinder, that have as their profile pick uh, them in front of the vessel, the Hudson Yards. Um, do you know what I'm talking about? This building in New York? Uh, uh, is it the, the narrow building? No, 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 no. That's the Oculus. Uh, okay. The <laughs> no, you fool. That's the Oculus. <laughs> no, the uh, uh, it's it's the one that looks like a beehive, sort of. It's the oh yeah, sure. It's, but it's... that's that's not that iconic that you should see it again and again and again on Tinder. Well, right? it's it's new, but it's like again and again and again and again, and it's like. And then I kept thinking, like, what is it? Because I get sort of, I understand the type of person that, like, 
does the Leaning Tower of Pisa <laughs> picture. I understand yeah. what that personality is, right? They're yeah. playful. Yeah. Right? I, <laughs> they're yeah. silly. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I understand. I understand Eiffel Tower people. I yep. get what I get what they're about. Right? They're classic. <laughs> they're classic, maybe romantic. <laughs> classic romantic. They want children. <laughs> they, they want every holiday. <laughs> they're going to need to be pushed a little in progressive <laughs> manners. That's so but funny. The, but the vessel, I'm like, what? What does this say? Yeah. I'm a... Uh... Well, I think they like wealth. Yeah, isn't that funny? Like, I mean, that's the whole culture of, uh, like, influencers. Is like, if I'm seen... It's actually the, the whole culture of consumerism. If I wear a certain kind of pants or drive a certain kind of car, the attributes of mm-hmm. that brand are transferred to me. They actually become an extension of my identity. So, right. So it makes sense that you're like, look, I'm new. I'm impressive. Yeah. I'm enigmatic. Like, even though the person obviously may not and very well isn't any of those things but i would like you to think of me as that way that is really funny like the idea of like a really boring average person just like standing in front of a sports car being like please (laughs) when you average the total out of everything in this picture (laughs) i hope please a little bit yes please Please consider the car (laughs) yes don't just grade Chad, Chad, and this car. My but proximity that, to this car. It's so, that's what like glasses, frames can be. That, that I'm thinking of like, I'm not talking about style. I'm talking about like trying to buy a personality, you know, like, or, or yeah. buy prestige. Like, I mean, this is why clothes are put on pretty people, right? Because it's like, it right. gives a false illusion of like, oh, if I buy that. I'll be pretty. I'll be pretty. I'll look like that. That was part of my dream last night was I was talking to somebody about, okay, so I sat down at the bar and they put down the coasters and the coasters had Goose Island IPA on it for some reason. Yeah. Uh, and I looked at the coaster and I was like, I started saying to the guy who later forgot his lines, I said, isn't it weird that I'm more likely to order a Goose Island IPA because the coaster says Goose Island IPA? And I was like, if we're really honest with what's going on in our subconscious, Mm -hmm. it's not just, I saw the brand and I wanted it. That's what we think. Or I saw the brand and it reminded me that I like it. Okay. Mm -hmm. I actually think it's much more infantile and vulnerable and childish than that. I think it's like, Goose Island IPA gave me this coaster. They love me. You know what I mean? Like we we don't want to admit how vulnerable we are to advertising. Everybody wants to be like it doesn't yeah. work on me, but we know it does because I think it's a, appealing to our child. Like this very vulnerable sense of like Goose Island IPA wants me to have a place to put my drink. Like thank you, Daddy. Like it's very that's sweet. Like, that's so vulnerable. Fine. Yeah. It's, it's kind. You didn't you didn't think that you'd be like, that's kind. You'll let me have the same jacket as Kate Upton? That's so kind. <laughs> well it it and I think that kindness it is the corporations are now all that is what they're selling. That's so funny, yes. And it, like the goose like your gratitude for having a place to put your glass is 
at the very least, they did provide a place for you to put the glass, right? They did provide a piece of cardboard for you to do that. Yes. But then I get really mad with, like, a Bank of America float on, like, like a gay pride parade. Right. Um, am I supposed to think, oh, Bank of America cares about me. They care about my rights. That's the whole it, it's thing. So, it's so... I, it, it's just so sleazy. It's sleazy, but and and it's a disturbing reminder. Like like we don't remember in the movie One Hour Photo. This is where I learned this. They were like, we don't like red eye because it reminds us that deep down we're just animals because it makes our eyes look like bats, mm-hmm. basically. Mm-hmm. So it disturbs us. I also think it's disturbing to consider how vulnerable we are. You're taking it to the next step and going, which is what comedians do. It's what a lot of people do, not just comedians. And you go like, that doesn't mean Bank of America is pro-gay or cares about me. But like Coca-Cola and and numerous other corporations has done a really good job at being like Coca-Cola, Julio, Coca-Cola is Christmas. It's Christmas. Like Not not just Coca-Cola is Christmas, but like... Coca-Cola is like, remember those commercials they had of just like kids playing soccer in Africa Yes, and being so like, and then they get a Coca-Cola and it is (laughs) joy, immeasurable joy in their lives. Yes. Or the polar bears. It's just these paternal and maternal bears taking care of a little baby. And it's going, Coca-Cola is taking care of you. This is what I meant in my dream. It's like, we love you. We love you. Don't you want don't you want this gift of Coca-Cola of like 2 cents of our expenditure for a dollar 50 or whatever it is at 7-11, you get a big one. Like yeah. we're so susceptible to that stuff. Uh I think that's again, I'm going to do it again. Really interesting. <laughs> But, I think my point's very interesting. But Bank of America, there was that movie, I remember Matt Damon narrated it, where it was like corporations are like sociopaths. Like if they were people. Oh, the corporation. Yes. Is that what it's called? <laughs> How yeah. embarrassing. But they're like, all they want is money. And then mm-hmm. when they do the research to see that if I convey that I love you through mm-hmm. whatever it is, Coca Cola mm-hmm. is a fun example because. It's it's just a sugary water drink. I, I mean, it tastes good. I, I enjoy Coca-Cola sometimes. Yeah. But like, even the like, when you're sick, don't you want a Coca-Cola? Won't that make you feel better? It's like, mm-hmm. it's trying to make you think that it's mommy. It's mommy. It's, it's it the, really is. It really, it's the it lactating really, breast, basically. Yeah, it really is trying to cement itself as like a need. A need. And love. Yeah. I remember I was in, I was in New York, and I, I've said this before, but I'll say it to you. I saw like a uh, an ice cream shop and they had a new flavor in the window and it was called Mom's Making Cookies. And I was like, I, I know we're both vegan. I'm not a very good vegan, but I'm, I'm mostly vegan. But I was like, this is the most bald, like obtuse, obvious attempt at trying to make me think that this building will give me my mother's love. First, 
Uh-huh. Milk, the lactation of milk. I think there's a real reason why baked goods, which are made from eggs and milk, yeah, yeah. are associated with mom. It's They come from an oven, which is right. like a right. vaginal yeah. sort of thing. Again, we're in that sort of Brazilian soap opera, but it's like it's an oven and it comes out and it's warm and it, it gives you comfort. And it does. It gives you these endorphin rushes and all that stuff. But then they're like, mom's making cookies is the saddest corporate thing I've ever heard in my life. It's like, it's like, I can see you, you're crying. And I'm like, Julio, Julio, mom's making cookies. And you're like, it's all okay. Like, it's okay. But what mom's making cookies is right behind the veil is just a fat banker smoking a cigar going like, thank you for $7 for something I spent 32 cents on. That's, that's, that's why he told you mom was making cookies. I am... (laughs) I have it as a personal goal, and I, I, I say this now having really no I, – I don't, I don't have kids. I don't have, you know uh, – but I'm like, I hope I never do a commercial. Hilarious. I really hope I never do a commercial, and I have only had the privilege of turning one down. <laughs> Which uh, one? <laughs> I – you know what? They were very sweet, so I don't want to piss them off. But it was a, sure. it was a, uh, uh, um, it was just like a big like. What? Why would I tell people to buy this? Yes, that's crazy. Yeah, it, it, it's it's different if like a if like a friend or an artist or like someone is like, hey, I like, I make quilts, and it's like, yeah, I'll, I'll tell people to buy your quilt. <laughs> <laughs> like, like that's different. It's just like. To be like, I don't know that uh, I, I am very stubborn in certain parts of my life. Being vegan yeah. is one of them. Um, never getting a credit card is another one of them. And really? Like, Why? I, I, I just, I, so for the longest time, I thought I didn't have credit because I moved here as an adult and uh, credit is just a, an American thing. And I was too broke to get a credit card. So like, why would I get a credit card? And I was not in debt. And then I started making a living. And then people were like, you should get a credit card. And I was like, well, I don't think I need a credit card. Cause it's like, I'm not spending money that I don't have. Right. And, and then for the longest time I was like, Oh, I have no credit score. I love that. I don't exist in the system. And I, and I just kept like, Oh, I love that. I don't exist in the system. I hope I never in the system. And then uh, recently I checked my credit score out, out of basic curiosity. And because I'm thinking it's just like, it'll be like, it'll be oh. NA. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, I can't wait to see NA. <laughs> and I have a bad, really bad credit score. And I'm like, I, I like ask people like why? And they're like, Oh, because not playing the game is losing the game. Yeah. It's, it's very Interesting. My mom got me a credit card when I was like 18 or something. And she was like, you, this is like such privilege. I really want to acknowledge that. She's like, just what you're going to buy that I am going to give you money for anyway. Maybe I was 16. She was like, just buy it with this and I'll pay it off and then you'll have good credit. But that was just like a scam. But like, it was just a scam. And then like, 
uh, people are like, well, just get a, well, just get a credit card and put your like streaming stuff on the credit card and like do auto pay. And I'm like, no, but you don't, you don't understand, sir. I don't want to participate in the system. You see, I don't want to, uh, it, it is not about, and so I'm like on the phone with my accountant and I'm like, I don't want you to tell me how to go get good credit. I want you to help me uh, change the system so that it, <laughs> so no one has a credit score and we are not yeah. evaluated on, on these on these horrible like. And they're like, no, but you can. I'm just like, no, 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 no. I don't. I don't want you to teach me how to win at the game. I want you to help me get rid of it. <laughs> You're the guy in the bar saying to your accountant in your dream going, I'm you and you're me. And there is no such thing as a credit score. You're yeah. trying to like have an enlightenment, like a financial enlightenment. Yeah. Which is brilliant. I love it. And then what will be even sweeter is if you do want to buy a house or something like that at some point, just being able to afford it. You know, that yeah, that'd be like, really you cool. know what? You know what? I I will buy something when I have the money for it. And then, like, the other piece of the puzzle is like, well, but I also said that I don't want to do commercials. Right. So, <laughs> no, I know. Who the hell am I going to get the money if I also don't want to, like, dance with any, like, big corporation? Well, I wasn't – yeah, I, I've sort of made my peace with that. I'm, I, I'm 42, and I've done some commercials, and, and they were really good to me. But, like, you, you, know, you know what the cost is, and this is really what you're protecting. I remember when I was doing – the E-Trade baby. I was the voice of the, the talking baby for a while. And I remember that like I did a, a live show with Doug Benson and he made this joke about the E-Trade baby being like a black market baby or something. Like this sort of like dark joke about where they even get that baby. And it was just a riff. It was pretty you harmless. I didn't defend a corporation. It's worse, Julio. Uh-huh. You get this feeling in your body, like an involuntary like oh no, I'm on a show where this joke is being made and everyone's laughing and I'm sitting there and all of my comedian instincts are like, who cares? In fact, the people I worked with at E-Trade were, were cool. They probably wouldn't have cared, but you, I started to get really paranoid. Mm-hmm. So when someone starts giving you money, even if it's mm-hmm. uh, Lor- Lorne Michaels, right? You had to have a little sense of like, well, if I went, you wouldn't do it on Fallon because he has the same allegiance you know what i mean you start getting these these inorganic meaning materialist meaning manufactured allegiances whereas you might love your mom because you love your mom now you're kind of like but lauren represents this job that got me into this and that and that's what e-trade is and you start to realize (laughs) it's not it's not that it's like so fucked and evil but you realize that there's a game being played and now you're you're suddenly a grown-up and you're like and now I'm at a bar telling Doug, please edit it out. And he did. But like, I, it was, it was a new experience to be like, I, I really need you to help me. <laughs> like, I'm just kind of, I'm <laughs> sort of I'm not crazy. <laughs> I, I, I know. I look, I just, I just can't have E-Trade. <laughs> and listen to this. To they your point, you don't know E Trade. That's my point. And E Trade is is an idea. It's a group. Of, it's a group of buildings and a group of email addresses. And, and like yeah, we s- sort of become insane people. This is what you'd call Maya. It's illusion. It's like 
Nothing's really happening. It's more real to be on an airplane and wonder if your neighbor is an alien, or it's as real as me wondering if this idea is going to be mad at me. But because, I mean, you can deconstruct this even further and be like, they're going to take away the thing that I do that sells this thing that other people do, and then they give me these legal tender that I, which also isn't like real, but like, we're we're dancing so many dances that it it literally is insane. We're all sort of insane. <laughs> yeah, and then it's like inevitably you like become you're like wait, but I just wanted to like I did the e trade thing because it was easy. It seemed fun enough, and it was like money that I wanted for X, Y, and C. Right. Right. And then suddenly you're like, oh, well, now certain aspects of my life are compromised that's what it is you yeah. you build a new room in the interior of your interior house and mm-hmm. now i have a, and there are sponsors for this podcast like if you started talking shit about one of the sponsors i'd probably be like well we have to edit that out and that's sure. the cost that's what people mean when they talk about like selling your soul or whatever so you have to be very conscious and careful about it but i'm not saying it. i, I have it figured out i'm saying it's a you staying out of the credit game and staying out of the ad game might be even more pure than you realize. <laughs> like, cause, cause I'm telling you that there's a cost. I, I think, yes, I will do it for as long as it's, it feels right. It's the same yeah, with being yeah. vegan, right? It's like, I, I have never kept myself from eating. I've never been like, wow, that steak looks really good. Right. Uh, I wish I could have it, but I can't because I made some decision a while ago. It's like, no, I, I actively dislike beef. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's interesting. Do you, do you not like it or are you opposed it to it? It grosses me out. It grosses me out to have uh, flesh inside of me. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> what about to have a corpse in my I, being? Yeah. I, that's, that's the purest and quickest. <laughs> that's why, like, what about, I know some vegans that don't even like Impossible Burgers because they're like, I don't want to pretend I'm eating a corpse. Like, I'm away have, from that. I have had Impossible Burgers out of curiosity. And, like, if I'm, like, uh, if I go to someone's barbecue and they made a gesture of getting an Impossible Burger because they knew I was going to be there, then I will have it. But it does feel, like, icky. That's interesting. Like, Oh, this is almost like flesh. <laughs> Impossible Burgers, almost like flesh, is a great... Yeah, they're almost like that. I just, I, I remember it was Eckhart Tolle actually was giving a talk about the denial. He's he's not uh, vegan. He, I think he eats meat. But he's like, in German, the word for meat is the word for flesh. Like, we don't, mm-hmm. we don't mask it. We, we call it... We don't even call it cow. We call it beef. Like that's a marketing choice. Right. And again, it's like this American obsession with purity, right? Like you have to have your cake and eat it too. Like corporations have to be good. They can't, You can't just be like, well, I do the Bank of America thing because uh, my money has to go somewhere and I need a little piece of plastic. So I'm not carrying around cash. And that's why I do Bank of America. No, it's like, no, Bank of America loves me and cares about me <laughs> and i and think they're the gay i think like, they might be gay <laughs> and i think that and i think they came out <laughs> <laughs> we have we have to support bank of america in this time <laughs> and it's the, it's the same with 
Um, I find that it's the same with eating meat where it's like people can't, it seems like people can't just be like, uh, meat is murder and I am okay with that because I like it. Right, right. <laughs> they, they have to be like, no, but the free range and they had a happy life. And they, <laughs> right, right. They, Okay. That is really, really smart Th- that that we want our cake and eat it too. I've never heard it put that way. Louis, I know Louis C.K. is a complicated guy and I, I want to... Why? Okay. <laughs> Hilarious. And I do want to, you know, note that. I don't, whatever. I don't know how to navigate this. All I'm saying is he had a bit where he was like, I know I'm being an asshole to the cow. Like he tried to do the like, uh-huh. I'm being a dick. I, I'm a fucking asshole. I'm murdering you, but I like it. Like, because that is kind of the only philosophical way to go. At, like, if you want to be pure, be pure in your impurity. Be like, I don't care. <laughs> like that's right. It's the, uh, it's valuing the illusion of goodness over honesty. Right. And we're back to love and kindness and all that fake. We want to appear like, have you ever noticed all the products that are called like pure or bliss or like, Mm -hmm. or enlightened, like there's enlightened products and it's like, there's so many, and that's a phenomenon of this time in the West right now where we're like, we want to do everything we're doing and keep doing it because at the end of the day, we're just selfish mammals that are just, that we know we're going to die. I actually think that's one of the reasons why people don't go vegan is because they have like a pretty intense fear of death and they're just like, well, fuck it. I'm going to die. That depresses me. So I might as well just do everything that I want because I'm so sad that I'm going to die. I really think that might be (laughs) kind of underneath it. Like if everybody lived forever, I think you'd see more vegans is what I'm saying. And if everybody lived forever, you'd see a lot less greed. You'd see a lot more um, corporate living. I mean, uh, collaborative living. But the idea is I'm a, a straight white male. I grew up in privilege. And, and you see the movement to like, let's share, let's share power. Let's, let's empower others. You'd see so much more of that if everybody lived forever. Because there isn't this like, look, I only get like 70 years. I might as well have a boat, you know, like. I want it all. And then I want my kids to have a boat and then their kids. I can't care about this person over there because we're all going to fucking burn up. So the immortality experiment, I think you'd see more veganism and a lot more sharing. I hope you're right. And I hope that it wouldn't be the other way around. And, you know, we would discover that, that human greed has no <laughs> no bounds. That's really it could go that way, too. But like. If you were going to live forever, if you had a hundred years of just ice cream and blowjobs, you know, like I think you'd get to a point where you would realize that pleasure isn't the meaning of life. That you would go like me feeling great. Oh, I see what you mean. That like you know, uh, you would have enough perspective by year three hundred or something like that. Would that lose you? Sorry, <laughs> we were just about to figure it out. Everything. Um, we're gonna- everything out. Katie, did you get what he said? Maybe I didn't hear it, but I'll hear it when it airs. Okay, I froze. Well, Julio, they just told us that you have to go, which is totally fine. Can you give me like a this is so unfair, but maybe do you have any sense of God or an order or an, <laughs> uh, I know, I know. Before you go, before you go, do you have any sense you seem like a, re- a present and a 
an inquisitive and a curious person. And these feel like very spiritual and beautiful things. So whether or not you frame them spiritually, you seem like that kind of guy. Do you have any framework for that? Just before we go, people will be mad if I didn't ask. And I'll be mad. Um, I, you know, I, 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 I do not believe in God. That's, that's an easy answer. Uh, I, what excites me more is just possibility and uh, making things. And I derive a lot of joy from like creation as opposed to destruction. Mm. Uh, I think that there is a, Yeah, I I like I find true joy in creation and like helping others uh give what they have to the to the world. I don't know how that is connected to to God, no, but it is like, it is. I uh I don't I don't practice anything. Um I just do my best to be nice <laughs> and, and and have and be nice and have fun. <laughs> do you do you actively try to be present? Because you seem like a grounded person. Uh, I you know I think I'm I think I'm pretty present. I definitely am always thinking of tomorrow. Hmm. Uh, I'm definitely always thinking of like. Um, possibility. I think, yeah, yeah, about about possibilities. I, uh, but I do when I am present with someone. I think I am. I am quite quite present. Right? You have I that. try to be. All right. I well, listen. Yeah. I I well I felt it today, and um, I I really appreciate your time. I think you have another thing you have to get to. So would you say? I love this conversation. I think you could tell. Um, thank you for doing it. We have the guest, of course. I hope to see you uh, in person someday again. Would you say the, the catchphrase, we have the guest sign off by saying, keep it crispy. It, 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 it means good things. It doesn't mean anything sneaky. It just means stay crisp, stay fresh. You say, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Would you say it for us? I'll, I'll, I'll gladly do it. And how would you say it in Spanish? I've, I've had other people say it in Spanish. Like, it, you mean crispy and like a cracker is crispy, right? Yeah. Or like fried, like kind of robust, uh, uh vivacious. Not crispy as in, as in temperature. That's right. That's right. Um, uh, okay. Do you want me to say it? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Um, wait, it's just like, keep it crispy or like goodbye. Keep it crispy. You can just say, keep it crispy. Mantente crujiente. <laughs> I loved it even more. Now you can say it in English. Uh, keep it crispy. Julio, thank you so much. You're a real delight. I really enjoyed this. I needed it today. I was a little low, and I, I feel much better talking to you. Oh, I'm so glad. Well, yeah. I hope your day goes well, and thank you. Thank you both. Thank you very much. Uh, we'll see you soon. And together, together, when is it out? You don't know either. I don't know either. I don't know we'll, either. We'll, I never, I we'll never put it... Things that I'm in well don't worry we'll put it in yeah. the intro but it's a great movie and people should check you out and, and you're great Maddie in it. Harrison and Ed Helms are very 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 funny in it they're wonderful and so are you alright Julio thank you very much bye 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 bye
Crispin. My ice game make you haters wanna get mad. Keep slow.